Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, we are concluding our month of Australian films. We let you, the audience at home, pick the film and... After six years, <laughs> you have finally chosen to watch Hercules Returns! Yes, that's right. It's a comedy classic. Uh, it's actually turning 30 years old this year as well. So um, good timing, everybody. Uh, but yes, Hercules Returns, uh, nominated every single time uh, and never picked. Always the bridesmaid until was it, today. Was it the same person nominating? Yes, it was. Yes, it, it was. was you, wasn't <laughs> it? Was <me. laughs> yes, and uh, we have our special guests here for this joyous day. Uh, our guest who has not seen the film, uh, it is Katrina Johnston. How Hi. are you, Katrina? I'm good. I'm sleepy. You're sleepy? Yeah. It is a very warm uh, afternoon. Well, that, and it's actually my weekend. Oh, true. Today. Yes, Mondays, yeah. Mondays are your weekend. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, not always, but this week it is. Mm. Um you know, it's festival season it sure for, is. for many different types of festivals. So mm-hmm. me, like many other people, are quite busy. <laughs> yes. No, my actually nicely, my Sunday was my Sunday this yes. week, um, yeah. which was, was good because I, mean, um, I remember seeing you on Saturday evening and you just looked shattered. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you su- such a shell of a person. Yeah. Three, three weeks straight of shows. <laughs> not, <laughs> not a good choice. Uh, well, actually a good choice because I had a great time. Just yeah. not a good choice for uh, sleep. But uh, I've, I've had two days off now and That's then I'm, good. I'm back into it tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all good. Um, Hercules returns Mm. what do you know about this film literally nothing literally nothing (laughs) like i'm even like i was gonna just grab the dvd cover off simon and go oh i wonder who's in this but i'm like no i'm not even gonna do that so i'm sure i'm sure you'll tell me in a minute but (laughs) yeah i no no clue i'm like the title does not scream australian film to me Mm. not that i could i don't know not that i could (laughs) Think of a title that does, except I don't know, Rumper Stomper. I feel like that's very that, Australian. That is quite, yeah. Um, or Australia, even though it's a bit of a get yeah, giveaway yeah. that one, though. But yeah. Um, okay. I, what I will ask then is, you are a fan of history. Yes, I am. Uh, I would like to know: Do you have a favourite Greek myth or Greek mythic figure? Um, not that I. Not that springs to mind. Um, like I did enjoy as a kid looking at mythic figures. Um, but unfortunately, like if you're wanting to root for the girl, which I was always looking for, like the badass female, mm. uh, it, that's kind of hard in Greek, Roman, Egyptian mythology mm. uh, because... They're all written by men? Well, it, or it, it, it's all a reflection on the ideal society that they want to create. So... The women were either, you know, getting seduced slash raped by Zeus or um, not getting believed when being told, hey, you guys should really not do this because mm-hmm. it'll anger the gods, uh, like Cassandra. And yeah, mm. so uh, no, I can't. To, I can't mean, to be fair to Cassandra, she was literally cursed so that no one would believe her. Yes, I know, like, but it, yeah. like, it but, kinda, but it's typical. Yeah. And Medusa yeah. <laughs> got the short end of the stick in that one. She didn't deserve mm. that. No, no. absolutely. Um, excellent. Well, we'll I'm, I'm curious to see how much this film will add uh, to your understanding <laughs> of uh, the Greek mythos, uh, because I suspect it won't be very much. I haven't seen this film either. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming the title is like uh, a joke or 
I don't know, maybe. A joke, joke is the wrong word, but, no. you know, a pun or something. Yes, well, luckily we do have somebody who has seen this film and, as alluded to earlier, somebody who <laughs> nominated this film for Australian Film Month uh, for the last six years running and it's finally over the line. Welcome back to the programme, Simon Haynes. Yay. It's good to be back. Yes, uh, <laughs> it's, it's been a little while since we've seen you, Simon. Yes, yeah. uh, a lot of things have happened in real life, mm-hmm. and uh, but I'm glad to be back and I'm glad to... Have my triumphant question mark return <laughs> <laughs> with this? Well, oh. w- when when this film won, and it won by quite a big margin this <laughs> yeah, I'm year. S- I'm shocked as well. So as so I don't know. It was just the right time, I guess. Everyone was in the mood for this. Um, so yeah, it was a case of right. Well, we have to have Simon on because because yeah. he's barracking for this for for almost the entire run of this program. <laughs> Pretty much. So um, with that being the case, Simon, in a vague non-spoilery sort of way, what is Hercules Returns about? So the basic plot summary, and don't worry, this is literally like the first 20 minutes of the movie is where the plot is in it. Uh, so the main character is like, he works at like a, a cinema chain mm. and he's disenfranchised. So he decides to go on his own and renovate an old cinema. And the the plot convenience is that they want to use the first, so the last movie that played at the cinema to open it up, which is Hercules. Mm. But due to chicanery, the print they get is an Italian. So him and his compadres decide to overdub it on the fly for the big premiere. Okay. So, <laughs> and that's when the comedy starts. Oh. Excellent. And yeah. That's the most of the rest of the film. <laughs> yeah, and the, the the film itself, and like the the creators of the film, have got uh, quite an interesting backstory yeah. as well, which um, I'm I'm looking forward to getting into because yeah. that bit I do know. I've done a, <laughs> a little bit of research, research there. Yeah. Um, and uh, Simon, uh, while well, we're on the figures of mythology, do you have a favourite Greek myth or mythic story in general? Uh, I've never been that much of a history nerd. I think I've probably exhausted all my knowledge just uh, saying things like, oh, yeah, Medusa's got the short end of the stick. I mean, mm. I, uh, my mythology when it comes to the Greeks is, is dumb movies like this. Mm. You know, <laughs> it's the, 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 the muscles from Brussels, like he, uh, Schwarzenegger, that kind of dumb mm. stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, Oh, I, I usually find that stuff to be not boring, but it's just like it's just never sparked that much of an interest. Mm. But uh, you hear some of the stories, and you're like, um, ah. well, I like the idea of the pantheon of gods better mm. than the mono god uh, stuff. But mm. yeah, um, I will say as a quick warning, I watched this last year mm. after a disappointing loss. Um, <laughs> I will give a warning. It, there's only one thing that's really aged badly on this in reflection. Um, but that's because this is a 90s film. Mm. So, unfortunately, there's some obligatory casual homophobia. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, bit of a warning there. There is a queer character in this. Mm-hmm. And I would say, it wasn't for the fact that it's overly camp, mm-hmm. probably actually one of the best characters in the movie. Mm. But it is a comedy. But just as a fair warning, that's something we'll definitely talk about. Yeah, there is some language in there, but that's also very typical of the nineties. Yeah, um, no, well, well, thank you for that warning because yeah, uh, yeah it, it is always good to flag up these things, uh, particularly when it's like from films like comedies, which are usually beloved. Yeah, it was yeah. when we did a history of the world part one. Uh, that has got some uh, Dom de Louise saying the f word that isn't the swear word, yeah. but the the slow word the bundle um, of sticks. Yes, that one. Yeah, this, this uh, doesn't it's have very that. casually thrown out yeah. in a very derogatory way. Yeah. So. Uh, no, it, it is always good to know. Well, with all that being said, shall we watch 
Hercules Returns. Finally. Da-da-da-da! <laughs> All right, for those of you listening at home, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, because this looks like a job for Hercules Returns! Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Hercules Returns, and by we, I of course mean Simon Haynes. Good evening. And Katrina Johnston. Hi. Katrina, <laughs> that was your first time watching Hercules Returns, um, and you're still giggling, so uh, what, what did you think? Well, um, <laughs> I think part of this is overtiredness. Yeah. Um, in some ways, it was a terrible film. In yes. Other ways, in other ways, I was like... <laughs> Otherwise, you're just laughing your ass off right the most of the film. Just the most, it's just the most random stuff. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh my god, it's very Australian. It's yeah. like it, it just makes me think of all those '90s comedy shows, like mm. Full Frontal. Yeah. Um, and I can't I can't remember the names of the other ones, but you know the stuff that like Eric Banner got his start in. Fast forward. Fast forward. That's it. Mm. I knew it was. I was like reverse rewind something. No, it's fast mm. forward. Yeah, it just makes me think of those, which which makes sense because at least Mary Costas Costas Yeah. Um, she got her start in those mm. in those sort of programs. Acropolis as well. now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never watched. I haven't seen Acropolis. Oh, I watched now. it a bit when it was back in the day. Yeah. yeah. It, it it was there was a lot of film and there was also nothing. It's not a very long film. No. It's it's only I think about an eighty two minute runtime. Like yeah. and that and that includes the, the rap in the credits at the end. <laughs> um but it does feel like there's a lot packed in. I think it's because You're it, seeing two films, basically. Yeah, you're seeing mm. two films. And also the thing I was worried about, because I knew roughly the structure of it, was I was worried that the majority of this film, which is the dubbed uh, mm. version of this older film I was worried that that was going to be very one joke that was going to be done too much mm. to death and I don't know that the film did that I think it actually no. does quite a good job of yeah. keeping it engaging and also finishing before it gets boring Yeah, mm. um, because a bit, bit, bit you know they, they found ways to keep the audience engaged uh, but both in the theatre in yeah. the world of the film and mm. in the reality of us on a couch like yeah. it was it, it was engaging uh, but i do think they've they've 82 minute runtime is like perfect yeah. it's like great this joke is now done basically i, I would argue that there were points where I was like okay this is getting a bit old i wanted mm. to see more of what was happening in the original film mm. um like what was happening in the theater Mm. And I, I think I enjoyed more seeing the little clips of them desperately trying to do the sounds mm. than sometimes the sounds themselves. Yeah. Um, or like the, the overdubbing itself. Yeah. Um, not that I didn't find it funny, but it's just, it's just after a little while, you're like, no, but I want to, I want to know what's happening with these people and things yeah. like that. Yeah. But the story of the film, uh, in case you haven't watched Hercules Returns yet, <laughs> um, and are just listening in to find out if you should, and I, I think you should. It's quite yeah. fun. Um, there is a, a cinema chain, the, the Kent Cinema Corporation, run by Sir Michael Kent, um, 
who is this who's a complete and total Kent. He yeah, um, yeah he, he's this like tyrannical. He's a see you in the antique. Yeah, he, he's a tyrannical Rupert Murdochian um, mm. sort of cinema chain owner. Yeah. One of his underlings, uh, Brad McBain, who has like the toughest name for the not toughest guy to have that name. Uh, it was w- wonderful though. He decides oh. to quit because he can see where this is going and he's not happy with this sort of ultra capitalist uh, monopoly that, that Rambo the, eats Bambi. Yeah, all the terrible films that well, are being this, pitched. This was that era when the multiplex cinemas were coming mm. of age mm. like, you know, uh, Inuyu 8 was coming came about back then. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, Hoyt's Carousel and Cannington. Mm. It was all roughly within that few years is when those came to Perth. Mm. I remember that. So, it, anyway, and before that, you know, you might have like maybe four cinemas in a, a bigger complex, like some of the ones in Perth. Mm. But most cinemas were just like these one or two screens, if, if, if at most. Yeah, yeah, and they were they were they were you know unique, and they yeah. were almost like the the. There were uh, the mum and the mum and dad the mum and pop shops as yeah. they're in the states. Yeah. Um, and and McBain decides um, that he wants to get out. No, different McBain. Uh, he decides he wants to get out and um, and run his own cinema in the style of the smaller boutique cinema. Um, finds his good friend Sprocket, which is a very Australian nickname for somebody. That's um, that's the name of one of my brother's dogs. Oh really? Oh. Yeah. Oh nice. Did, does your brother's dog work in erotic cinema like Sprocket? <laughs> no, does? no. Sprocket is a Pomeranian Papillon who like he sits around. He basically looks like a, a wolf that got um, put in the wash and shrunk. <laughs> right. And so he sit, I call him like a little lord because he just sort of sits around <laughs> like a little lord. It's very cute. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Um, Sprocket and McBain and uh, Lisa, the publicist, uh, get together. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of character development no. going on, but we, no. we don't really need it. We know Sprocket's a bit tall and a bit bit, bit odd, weird. Bit weird, mm. yeah. But that might be more Bruce Spence than the character. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. Um, we we know that Lisa punches people really hard yeah. um, when they wolf whistle her or, or whatever, and um, that's that yeah. joke is used twice in the film, and both times it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's and yeah, these She's three... just a hard-working gal trying to make it in a man's world. Yeah, and I, I just love how I know this film is early nineties. I just love how much she is dressed like someone trying to dress as all of Madonna's costumes <laughs> at that time. She wasn't. Yeah, in that you first can kind of see if the nanny was done in Australia, she would play that mm. character. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, that's a really, really good comparison. Um, and yeah, so they get together and they go, we're going to open the cinema. Uh, that's great, at the Picture Palace. Oh, we should play the last movie that was there. Ah, oh, Hercules, wonderful. Small problem that they don't find out until literally five minutes before the screening starts yeah. is that the movie is in Italian. And they go, oh no, what are we going to do? So they decide to dub it. And so the rest of the film is us watching their attempt at dubbing the film. Um, it's, it's fun. Like th- th- yeah. This is a really fun film and I like the story element that they've added to it. And and Simon, you said you'd last watched this film maybe a year ago. Yeah. Um, was there anything on this viewing uh, that stood out for you as different this time? I have watched this movie so many times. So realistically speaking, I was as much paying attention to your reactions mm. as much as the movie. Mm. Um, I know I, di- I, I didn't, I think I've probably watched this enough that I've kind of absorbed mm. all of it. Yeah. I feel and, like there's not much you can absorb from it. Like there is yeah. it is 
it is a snack. It's not a full yeah. meal. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, it's not Because like, I don't think it pretends to be other no, 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 it's no. not like Mad Max Fury Road where you're no. just like, oh, I didn't see that last time. Yeah. Like, every time you watch it, there's something because that, that film is so layered. Whereas this mm. is is a bit thinner, but it's fine. Yeah. Like Because it's it's like, hey, we've got this fun idea. Let, let's see it played out. Um, th- obviously, I think the background of the people that made this film, though, is really interesting as well because... Um, Hercules Returns, the film from Mm. 93, is a screen adaptation of the live comedy show that was done by the Australian act Double Take, uh, which was conceived and performed by Des Mangan and Sally Patience. They're actually Uh, New Zealanders. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they got famous in Australia, but they're originally from New Zealand. Yeah, so they're from New Zealand. So they're part of the grand tradition of Australia (laughs) steering... Steering? Stealing. Yeah. (laughs) Stealing stuff from the New Zealand. All the stuff I saw online about them said they were Australian. So, uh, yeah. We've got another one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, the Double Take show, which began in Sydney in uh, 1986, um, was part of um, a lot of the comedy at the time Mm. that was... Comedy in the 80s in the western world um was was really interesting you got a lot of the anarchic stuff in britain yeah. like yeah. the young ones and things like that had really um, that new wave of british comedy yeah, they, was they, coming they'd, about. they'd come in and gone no it's acceptable to do comedy that isn't quite traditional mm. and so the impact of that you were seeing things like the dub parodies mm-hmm. um and double take were the big dub parodies so they'd done this with loads of films and um yeah i think i mentioned mm. Fairly early on, I was like, "This feels like it should be a fringe show." Yeah, mm. I feel like yeah. it. It would be you. You'd need to find a shorter film, but uh, it would be a good premise for a fringe show. Well, as we were talking about as well, it's it's definitely like the precursor to the riff, uh, mm. the, the riff genre. So, Mystery Science Theater, Three Thousand Riff Tracks, mm. Cinema Titanic, uh, but that's more about commenting on the movie, mm. whereas this is the genre of taking a movie. Uh, re-editing it some, sometimes sometimes they don't uh, mm. but replacing the audio track and making something new and interesting with mm. it yeah uh, I think probably the uh, the end there's not many movies that do this there's only a few but I think it ultimately would end it up in Kung Pao uh, Enter the Fist which mm. is um, almost like that the genre taking to the nth level which mm. is Steve Odekirk's movie which I've been reviewing uh it's been on a hiatus for about two years, but uh, I've been reviewing that minute by minute. Mm. Mm. And that's the same thing. Uh, Odeco got this movie, recut it, but then he started adding himself into the movie digitally and adding more elements and expanding the storyline mm. and stuff like that. So it's it's almost its own movie in and of itself. Yeah, so. yeah and it kind of makes me think of the... Uh, I remember when I was in high school, there started be the, being the discussion of the cottage industry of people re-editing trailers for films, mm. like the Mary Poppins one that makes her into a horror yeah. character. Um, oh, that's still alive and well with uh, YouTube now. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I'm sure. And this whole redubbing of films is probably still mm. alive and well. And I think all mm. the examples that you've expressed, that you've um, mentioned, are probably still knocking mm. about somewhere mm. in the comedy world because mm. it's a good premise. Yeah, and it, it's something that, um, you know, I, I certainly remember as like a 16, 17 year old. Mm. Occasionally, I had a couple of friends who, because we were doing film stuff at, mm. at high school and then later at university. Um, the concept of like dubbing over old movies with new dialogue was something that we would do. We would put on the television late at night with whatever movie was on yeah. SBS or ABC or something yeah, you like that. you just mute it. And mute it. And we just have a go at trying to do it live. Because um, the nice thing, particularly if it was on commercial TVs, you had a commercial every five minutes so you could so like you just stop. Take a break. Yeah. yeah um, it was good fun. Well, at the same time period, you've also got the D generation with the late show. They did um, the olden days, which was the TV, their re- recutting and. Um, redubbing of 
the TV show Rush mm. and the more iconic and probably really your funnier Barjas, which was Bluey mm. with the cop show. And so, yeah, definitely of that era, this mm. whole dubbing parody. And it's a great genre. Yeah. And yeah, it's it just, yeah, like, you don't get that kind of thing in the mainstream anymore. But I mm. guess it's there's also nowadays there's a lot of copyright stuff and well, things but, like that. But it goes through yeah. different iterations. I mean, you have hmm. the, the, the bad lip syncing videos, yeah. which I think yeah. are maybe like the, the most recent yes. iteration of it. Or where, bad lip reading. Yeah. 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 Which, yeah, so which that, you see, yeah, you see people I mean. do for like, on, I've seen it. Um, c-span on like american politics mm. this really interesting one of it's alexandria um what's her okay? Ocasio Cortez, and she's being spoken to by some other politician and he's just saying like the bad lip ring he's just saying some real creepy stuff and she's like yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. mm. yeah so it, it's something that still exists but i think mm. the interesting thing about hercules returns is when you talk to australians of a certain age which mm. i'm gonna say are 30 plus um these days uh so there's a lot of them that go oh hercules returns if they've seen the film they Mm. have these like memories of watching it as as teenagers or as young adults and thinking that it was really funny um it it is pretty funny like Mm. it's and particularly thinking about the the media environment in 1993 particularly if you're in australia as well Mm. where you're still getting films up to two years after they've been released everywhere else in the yeah. world yeah. you have something that's quite this I, I can imagine this feeling very fresh and mm. feeling very unique um because you wouldn't have been able to to go online and see this no. being done anywhere else i i remember when the trailer first came out on tv and i was like oh i've got to watch this film mm. Mm. and then this is like yeah, back yet yeah, 20 30 years ago and mm. the problem was of course is that uh you're waiting for it to come out in the cinemas and then it's gone. Um, so the film version actually came about because a businessman named uh, Phil Jarislow saw one of the double tape performances of mm. Hercules Returns in Melbourne. Um, he was impressed uh, enough to purchase the rights to both um, the original film that is used in mm. this oh, okay. and also the rights, uh, oh, well, the script that uh, was written by the double take team. Uh, and then they wrote this story to go around mm. the screening of this film that would become Hercules Returns. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's sort of the the history of it. And then we hear the original double take team yeah. doing the voices in the film, mm. but they're not the actors who are doing no. the voices. That's obviously Bruce. Spence Although it kind of others. works quite well, I think, particularly with the female voice. I was like, oh yeah, I could marry. I could marry. <laughs> could imagine doing so well with the English mm. language. Yeah, it's only it only um, starts to fall apart when there's a bit of later on in the film where um, Brad and and Kent have the fight and yeah. they have to redub his voice, which is always a bit tricky. Yeah. But uh, I feel like by that point you kind of you're along for the ride, oh, yeah. so you just mm. accept it. the suspension of disbelief is yeah. kind of yeah. really truly kicking. They're in a flooded projection room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the absurdity is cranked up to eleven. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and it is really fun. And I think that the the mania of the, mm. the projection room sequences of them trying to create these sounds <laughs> and then having an actual fire and then by the end the, it's flooded mm-hmm. and it's just madness works really well mm. with obviously this this farce yeah. that they're presenting on screen um th- there is a whole story that is obviously dubbed along with within the world of the <laughs> film um i i don't i did write notes for it but i also don't know it's that important in terms no. of like the, the, so. the, the plot is virtually non-existent the, 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 the plot, plot is there for the jokes the yeah. plot is there in one sentence i feel yeah 
They, like, it's it's like literally the first twenty minutes of this movie. It's just to set up the mm. conceit to yeah. get to the fun part. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, um, it's 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 really fun. And then mm. obviously when the the film Hercules finishes, and we see the end of Hercules Returns, there's the fun sword fight yeah. on the yeah. stairs with the. Um, what are they called? Mic, the mic stands. stands. Yeah, the mic stands. Thank you. Um, yeah, um, they're. Ch- you know the things that you use every different. week See, in I've, your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's been a long fringe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, or you get a haircut, Dan. Yes, and then, uh, then, then, of course, you know, we see um, David and Margaret from at the movies. <laughs> yes. No, we only saw Margaret. Uh, David Stratton's credited. Is he? Is he in there? He's he's credited as being there. No, because it's someone else who's who's with Margaret. It's um, Ian something. Uh, Ivan Hutchinson. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we see. Yeah, David Stratton's in there as well. I think he's another cameo in the the crowd scene. Oh, okay, that must be it then. Uh, But yeah, we we do see them because I was seeing the credits list and I was like, I love it. Because I think he died a few years afterwards. uh, David Stratton. No, no, no. I was like, he's he's not dead. Uh, Ivan Hutchinson. Yeah, yeah, passed away in 1995. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Say we're the original uh, review. Pair, yeah, yeah. Uh, but oh, I didn't know that. But yeah. yeah, it was just it was just great. I mean, the thing is, everyone loves Margaret Pomeranz. I think that's She's what more great. it is, and, and it's just seeing her there is like tick of approval. And I can literally imagine if this was a legit film that she went and saw, she would be like, "It's just crazy," <laughs> um, and she would be like five stars, and Dave would be like, "Well, yes, I wasn't quite so entertained. Yeah, three and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the original dynamic. I think that's the gag in the film is that they both yeah. love the film, which is of course something they never agree on. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's it's fun. Um, the rap at the end is great. Um, <laughs> just I didn't realise that was going to be a thing, and it oh, is, yeah. and it's great. Oh, and, and, and it is, it is fun. Um, we, we did flag before that there's uh, a little bit of what we're going to uh, kindly term dated humour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is, you know, there are a few jokes about um, homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enabler slur as well. Uh, yes, yes. Just a couple. There was a few in there. Yeah. Um, it was stuff where it was like, yeah, okay, that, that definitely doesn't fly in a film. Like, if this film was being made this year, I yeah. don't, those lines wouldn't be in there. No. Um, I would say, though, like, for people who are concerned with that sort of thing with their older comedy films, it's not, it's certainly not the worst no. that yeah. I've heard. And it's not Ace Ventura. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel like it's, it's a bit tricky because, yeah. in a way, it's kind the homophobia is a little bit important to the storyline mm. yeah. because although like within the new storyline that they create for the Hercules film mm. because of the whole oh you might have to marry a guy might have to marry a guy yeah. kind mm. of thing and yeah. that so being if you win the fight impetus, you can marry labia if yeah. you lose the fight you have to marry samson yeah yeah and and I'm like on one hand yeah that's that's really bad really bad homophobia but on the other hand it's done in such a way that I don't know, maybe because I'm not a gay person, I'm mm. I'm not mm. as offended by it. Which, but then you know, on the other hand, you've also got a character like Machismo, who is mm. clearly queer coded, and mm. like yeah. Hollywood has a history of queer coding bad as a bad thing, and he's actually probably the most positive, lively, fun character in the movie. That's what I say. Mm. It's it's weird that you got this nowadays. It's really dated bad thing, mm. which was just the '90s. Mm. But you've also got this character who is. You know, make, you know, makes those jokes about you know wanting you know they're throwing men at me now and stuff like that. And mm. he's a positive character, but yeah. it's, so it's it's a bit wow. But I would say that a lot of his character 
traits are tied into the fact that he is he is gay. Yes, and being made fun he, of. He doesn't really that. have a personality oh, no. beyond being gay, and it's yeah. that. It, I think it's that thing that is probably the thing that where it's that it's that very one note. All the characters I, I am, are so yeah. one yeah. note. Like, like I guess, if but this but, was... but it's one note tied to a person's yep. sexual identity, which yep. is the thing that obviously yeah. feels. I guess if dated. this was done today, maybe he'd be more like a, a drag queen, very yeah. powerful kind of character, yeah. I could imagine. But um, I, I certainly don't think it's... Um, I, I, I'll put it this way. It's a problem. and But there are worse ones. And there are certainly worse ones. That doesn't mean yeah. that because there are worse ones, this gets yeah. passed. But what it does mean is, I think it's... For, particularly for the time period that it was made, yeah. I, I think it's... Not, Not that it's tame, but, it, but yeah, it, at, at no point does it feel like, like because you know they they use yeah. slur terms like like puff gets used at one yeah. point, mm. but it gets used I think once yeah. in the film, and I think they make two or three over the course of the eighty-two minutes like re- like derogatory, yeah. gay slurs, um, but used very much in the sense that all the rest of the slurs are used in this film, which is these are funny words to hear somebody say in a funny accent over an old film. It doesn't yeah. feel like this film has been built to attack the concept of homosexuality. Yeah. yeah. We, we were talking, you know, this is some behind the pod action. Mm. Like we've been talking about such things like, and intent is definitely one of those things that comes into comedy. Mm. And it's yeah. like, if was this intended to cause offense? I wouldn't say it was yeah. done like that. And uh, so you, can excuse it to a degree but at the same time it's also of the time i guess acknowledge it but yeah i guess you could still enjoy it i'm sure there would be Mm -hmm. some some people who who rightly are more sensitive to that yeah and Mm. and would have an issue with it um i'm not one of those people for at least today And, and i think largely again Speaking with my speaking with my straight white guy hat on yeah um but i do think largely the way that it's constructed and portrayed i would and particularly the way people talk about it Mm. as well i think largely people have taken it for what it is which Mm. is this is a really dumb movie Mm. i'm not going to get my commentary on these sorts of things from hercules returns but it is but it is important to to just flag that it is there and it is something that you know in 1993 was fine and in 2023 it would not be fine that's why I thought it was important to bring it up at the beginning because yeah. uh, it is potentially a thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm. Although I was imagining worse when you brought it up. No, yeah. that's that's what I said. It's yeah. like it's it's very minimal, and yeah, there's a big plot point around it. Mm. Uh, it, so, it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't color the film in the way that other things from from films from that time period really do color it. For example, mm. um, Crocodile Dundee. Mm. The, yeah. the, the 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 one extremely transphobic scene yeah. in the middle of that film kind of just comes out of nowhere and then is not really referenced again. Yeah, I guess maybe because it's sort of a through line that it yeah. doesn't feel as bad. Well, it's Which almost like... I'm trying char- to wonder if that's worse or not. I don't, that's I don't the know. Thing, yeah. But in some ways, I guess, because you're sitting with the concepts for a bit longer, you get more nuance, maybe. I don't know. I think mm. it's also some, to a certain degree, it's like, it's as much as like Hercules' first reaction is like, you know, I'm not gay. And then he even goes, well, maybe I am. Yeah. So there's a little bit of tongue in cheek to it. That's just yeah. I think intent is really important to that. And I love having these kind of discussions on this kind of stuff because I think that's important for comedy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but also like, like even Samsung is not like offended or like he's mm. repulsed or anything like. And most of the other characters are just like, 
Yeah, it's kind of just well, Hercules. It's kind of it? what Zeus wants. Yeah. yeah. So there's no pushback. And I mean, it's not like Zeus was against um, some yeah. some guy loving. Yeah. So. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it 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 is something to to kind of flag up with with the film itself. Mm. Um, but I think arguably the thing that is most important to this film is whether or not it is funny, particularly yeah. to a first time viewer. Yeah. Thirty years on at this point, mm. w- would you say that this is a funny film, Katrina? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. Mm. The there were times where it lagged a bit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there are times where I was like, oh. I, would like a little bit more meat on the bones. Hmm. Um, it felt like a 10-minute skit off one of those shows like uh, Full Frontal hmm. and Fast Forward, Fast Forward um, that had just been elongated. Just, yeah. They hmm. just kept going, uh, which is good and bad. Yeah. So. I mean, the, you know, some good some good lines in there. Like, yeah. the, I mean, the, the fact that the daughter is named uh, labia. labia or Labia and it's like, oh, men will get kept their hands off my Labia. Like, that kind of thing. It's, <laughs> yeah. There's some good wordplay in there. There's some, some good... Um, oh. Some good Condom fun that they've full had. of walnuts is yeah. still one of my favourites. <laughs> and it, and it yeah, is although, very Australian. Although, to be honest, I'm struggling to remember many lines. Yeah. But I think that ties yeah. into your thing of saying it's like a fringe show. You know, yeah. it's like when you go and see an improv show, even, mm. you know, at a festival or even just regularly, you don't sit there thinking, oh, I remember this exact joke. You, yeah. it, like, even you five minutes after the, the show. You kind of remember the context. And... It's, it, it, it really is, it actually, it's actually how it makes you feel yeah. in the moment. Stephen, like I say, is expecting petroleum. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there's an example. Simon very kindly came and saw me do a show um, <laughs> last week where we had to make puns. I made a pun um, about Harry Potter because that was the subject. <laughs> I don't think it's a particular. I, I think it's like a good joke in the moment, but it's yeah. not. A, it's not a joke that you'd write down and go. This Outside is, of context, yeah, you're it like, killed yeah. the audience. Yeah, it killed. Yeah, basically, the joke was: we have a challenge. You have two minutes to write mm. um, a joke on the topic of the audience suggestion. The suggestion yeah. was the world of Harry Potter, and so the joke that I did was uh, basically broke down as. Albus Dumbledore's driving along the highway mm. and he sees a car's broken down. Yeah. And he pulls up and inside is Professor Snape and he's just sat there. Car's not moving and Dumbledore says, Oh, Professor Snape, what's what's going on? And Snape says, and I chose Snape because I can sort of do this impression. Yeah. Uh, is going, My car has run out of gas. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you need a hand? No, I've cast a spell. Everything will be fine. Oh, what spell? Expecting petroleum. <laughs> now that's like not the best joke in the world no. in the context of like if no. you had had hours to yeah. write it. But the context of the show is the the performers have two minutes to write a yeah. joke on the setting of Harry Potter, and that's what I came up with. And, that, and that's for pretty good. Yeah, and and Simon, as yeah. someone in the audience, yeah. like, how did it make you feel? Oh god, I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, but the thing is, is like when it comes to those shows. Hmm. It's really hard to remember the specifics oh, yeah. of those jokes. Mm. It's, um, it's but a it, spitfire it, comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's how it makes you feel. It's how yeah. seeing those people in that moment makes you feel. Mm. Um, you know, I've done, at this point, hundreds of improv shows. I could maybe name five scenes and tell you what they were about. Of shows <laughs> I, that I, I, remember, I remember doing this, actually, when we caught up during Fringe the mm. other week with um, Kate Willoughby yes. and Rihanna. And I was... I was chatting to you guys about uh, Improv D&D, which you Mm. had just come back from doing a show of, Mm. um, and talking about various scenes. And all of you, 
to be fair, it was from several years ago because mm. I haven't seen Improv D&D in a while. Mm. Um, all of you were like, wait, was that this year where we did this and this and this? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, no, no. It was, oh, maybe it was this year where we did this and this and this. But mm. I can still have, I can picture it with perfect clarity. Yeah. Um, those particular scenes. And and that's yeah. why I think it's something like Hercules Returns is mm. is is so enjoyed yeah. because it fits into that tradition like mm. as, as compared to something like say faulty towers mm. which is topical at the moment with the fact that cleese is planning on bringing mm. it back but the thing about faulty towers is you remember not only how it made you feel but some mm. very specifically written jokes yeah. like manuel confusing uh on those trays for on those trays yeah. mm. is great wordplay and i remember that and and like remember that joke really clearly or is two the, words the Germans. Yeah, exactly. Oh, don't mention the war. Yeah, there's the, that I whole I barely watched Faulty Towers, but I know that. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, line. and so, but I think that's the difference. Mm. But like Hercules Returns is not aiming to be mm. this tight scripted like Fraser and Niles type yeah. conversation. Yeah. It's designed to be. Oh, we're doing a bunch of silly voices. Well, I'm a chicken, or you know things yeah. like that. Like it's it's designed to be. Fluffy, it sounded funny. Fun. It made lovely, me absurdist humour. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you like some trivia about Hercules Returns? Yes, please. Please do. Okay. Uh, all of this trivia comes from IMDb, so if it's not true, don't blame me. <laughs> uh, the first bit of trivia is that the cinema uh, that was uh, used in this film was actually two cinemas. Mm. Uh, the external shots for the theatre are of the long-standing uh, Palais Theatre in St. Kilda, whilst the internal shots are of the Astor Theatre, which is an art deco theatre renowned for showing double features of older movies. Cool. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, the very deco interior, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the exterior theatre yeah. did look like a dump. I yeah. believe, because <laughs> I've seen that theatre, because I've gone mm. to uh, Luna Park in St. Kilda many, mm. many years ago, and I believe that cinema is... You can either see it in the TV show The Secret Life of Us or they do scenes on the roof mm. of it. I can't remember which. No idea. Um, uh, although um, the characters of uh, David Argue, Mary Custis and Bruce Spence appear to be providing the voices in this film, as we said mm. before, they are only miming for the lesser-known actors uh, from the original um, stage production. Yeah. Uh, this is because the producers felt that the film needed Australian leads to get anyone interested in a film where the premise is it's a voiceover film. Yeah. Which is weird that they chose David Argue because he was a stand-up comedian. This, mm. I think, was his first film. He wasn't an actor. But he's someone that would probably... It'd be a bit like casting Rove McManus yeah. or somebody so like that. So it's one of those things where yeah. like, yeah, they, they wanted star power and... And Bruce Spence is again one of those guys who's been in everything, so you yeah. recognize yeah. him. And Michael Carmen as well. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. always, uh, yeah, the bad guy in a thing. Yeah, so I, I can I get why they made that choice. Yeah. I think it was probably mm. quite a good choice. Yeah, because yeah. Um, yeah, they they were great, and you still get to admire the work of the original creators. Yeah, um, but you actually get to make a, a film around it that will get some bums yeah. on seats. Just also as well. makes me think that it probably would have been a quite a cheap film to make. Oh yeah, yeah it is. It yeah. was. Yeah, I mean that's probably part of the attraction, really, is yeah. if you can get the um, well, the money for yeah. the rights for the original version of the film, then that's probably the main thing. Speaking of which, uh, the original film mm. uh, that Hercules Returns is based off uh, is called, and it's in Italian, so forgive any mispronunciations here. Ercole Sansone Machiste e Urus gli Invincibili. It was a 1965 film, um, uh, and it also roughly uh, translates as Samson and his Mighty Challenge in a 1964 Italian sword and sandal film. Yep. Um, so it's not even called Hercules. 
yes. Uh, so, yeah. Ercole, hmm. uh, yeah. Sanson, Maquiste, Eurus, Gili, Invincibili. Hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. funny. You look it up and there's like three different posters. None of them yeah. are for that one. Hercules the Avenger. But it looks mm. like the same guy. Mm. Hercules. Oh, that's I mean, a collection. I mean, in, in Italian cinema in the early yeah. 60s, there was a real trend of these. Yeah. Obviously based off the fact that in Hollywood you had... This was at the time of Ben-Hur and Spartacus yeah. five years previously. So, Oh, yeah. There's uh, a good tradition of a lot of European mm. uh, countries would... Because, uh, like, for example... Turkey was famous for this. They couldn't get in movies. There was, there was bans on them. So they just remake Hollywood films yeah. in their own way. And you get like Turkish Star Wars yeah. and things like that. And it's like, they're brilliant in a weird, mm. bad way. Have it's you like, ever heard of Brazilian Star Wars? I don't know. I've, I've got the Turkish Star Wars on Blu-ray. Yeah. It's the man who conquered the earth. Yeah. I think there's a Brazilian Star Wars. And like they're completely recast and all that kind mm. of stuff. And there's one scene where they're in a Jeep. I've only seen this from like Mark <laughs> Fennell talking about it on a, like a little like ten minute. Oh yeah, you web can find thing. a lot of these segments on YouTube. Um, yeah, and it's them in a in a jeep, I think, and they're getting attacked by flying fruit. <laughs> yeah, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I seem to remember. <laughs> no, if you want to, feels like it was in that film. Yeah, if you want probably. some fun, look up the Turkish Star Wars training montage, mm. <laughs> which is pretty damn fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think one of the other things that helps with um, the, the Italian filmmaking at this time as well is a lot of those Hollywood films went mm. to Italy and oh, yeah. to Spain. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the, the big westerns, the spaghetti westerns, like yeah. The Good, the Bad and the Ugly, were shot yeah. on location in places like the south of Spain. So because you had the, the almost the shared resources of the Italian film industry and the American film industry, mm. you'd mm. get that crossover. Yeah. But much cheaper wages. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, I, however, I feel as though the the films that, from which Hercules Return built itself from <laughs> were not the high end. No, of, no, they, were, they were churning these things out, and Hollywood yeah. still does to this day. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and it always will, yeah. because mm. there are people who this is for some people. This is the height of cinema, yeah. um, and that's all they want, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Entertainment. That's it. Mm. Mm. So, with all that being said, it's time to score the film. And Katrina, uh, you get to go first because it was your first time watching Hercules Returns. Oh. What would you give it out of 10? Um, I did have fun. Um, I'm probably not going to watch this again yeah, unless yeah. I put it on at like a party. Yes, it's very um, much a good party movie. Yeah, yeah. And I think it has value in that, but uh, it didn't hold my attention as much as I would have liked. So okay. I'm going to give it um, six and a half out of ten. Perfect. How do you spell that? With lots of S's. <laughs> As it sounds. Um, what about yourself, Simon? Uh, I I definitely came in knowing kind of the number. And I was hoping it would change, but... Um, it's not a great movie. I never said it ever was. I've always said it's it's a it's a cult film. It's mm. funny. It's not brilliant cinema, but again, insanely entertaining. So I'm going to give it seven. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Look, I, I think one thing that this film is is it is extremely Australian. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, it it is. It it takes the mick out of everything that is happening in, in the world around all them. equally yeah all pretty equally yeah. it's it's fun it's anarchic it's 
a bit shoddy, which I think is a key mm. element of a lot of Australian yeah. films. Oh, um, yeah. But, but it, it's it's not shoddy in a way where you go, oh, they weren't trying. No. It's shoddy yeah. in the way of it's like, these were the resources you had. And you can clearly see that there's been a lot of effort put into this film. Or it's shoddy in the sense of um, it's kind of shoddy on purpose. Mm. Like, no, we need to put money into this area, but not this area because we can get away with that. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and it's kind of... There's, it's kind of the charm mm. in a weird way. Yeah. It definitely has one of those, like, this was shot in a week kind of yeah. vibes. Yeah. Like. Um, I, I I certainly don't think it's a great film. Mm. Um, and I, I too, did lose interest at points. Um, but I think it's it's perf- It's a perfect party film yeah. in, in that sense. And I think it's it's right in the mm. the average zone for me. In mm. fact, it's, it's maybe even just slightly an above average medium. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give it five and a half um, phones at a urinal out of ten. Because oh my God. That, yes. that sequence of all the businessmen on their 80s style brick phones yep. all talking while they're having a wee. And holding no, the briefcases. No, they weren't having a wee. Oh, sorry, well, they, some of them, they were some just of them. standing in there. And well, I was yeah. like... What? Because because they, they weren't going to shoot somebody's penis on this film like this. That's why they're holding the briefcase. But, yeah, but you could still have intimate. They just need to stand close to the urinal, and then it would have looked like they were peeing no, on that's the phone. True. That's true. It's so strange. Now that's what men do in urinals. When someone like goes to a urinal, we just stand there and talk on our phones for two minutes, going, yeah. "Oh, I can finally." Oh, is speak. that why you're out? You're yeah. in and out of the toilet. So of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We don't actually pee. It's just yeah. little little business calls. Is what? Yeah. It's how dirty <laughs> so do. Yeah. When we say we're doing our business, we're actually doing, doing our, our business. business. Yeah. Is this how the patriarchy still survives? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Tiny business. It's all little grifts. <laughs> little grifts happening in a room you're not allowed in. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, that describes the patriarchy perfectly. Actually, well done. <laughs> Uh, that brings us to the end of this episode, though. Um, salutations and celebrations, everybody. We finally did Hercules Returns. Uh, Simon Yay! and Katrina, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thank you very much for finally allowing this thing to happen. Well, it wasn't uh, me that allowed it. It was... I was talking to the audience. Our listeners. Yes, uh, I'm going to segue you guys in here because uh, it's the end of the show. Um, here mm. are the usual things I say. One of which is we have a Patreon. Uh, you can become an official member of the Cinema Catch-Up Club uh, by going to patreon.com forward slash podcast, and for as little as a dollar a month, you get all sorts of bonus goodies and features, which includes the ability to nominate films uh, for our polls. Uh, for six years. Yes. Just saying, razzle-dazzle. It can that, be- that, that's what... The, that's the next one. That's the next one? Be. Okay. Yep. So 2024, everyone, we've agreed. We're going to vote for Razzle Dazzle. Right. Yep. Excellent. Uh, but yes, uh, you can become a member there as little as a dollar a month. We are also on Facebook. Uh, you can search for us there. Just type in the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Uh, follow the page. Like it. You'll get news and updates as they occur. And finally, subscribe. You can get a new episode of this each and every week. iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, whatever it is that you use. We are there. Uh, and that brings us to the end of Australian Film Month for yet another year. Um, so, yes, some... God, some weird films this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still I'm still hung up about Bad Boy Bubby. Um, oh still... Uh, was this a nice palate cleanser? This was... You know what? We did Bad Boy Bubby, which was a lot. Yeah. We did, we did Mystery Road, which was good, but, like, heavy. We did Utu, was the New Zealand film, uh, which oh, okay. was... Um, Revenge exploitation um, anti-colonial film. Oh, f- so finishing with uh, Hercules Returns, 
was was a really good palate cleanser actually so uh yes um thank you so much for picking it uh we are back to our regularly scheduled nonsense uh from next week with films from all over the world um so until next time goodbye I thank you on one condition. Blow <laughs> 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 your nipples. Blow your nipples. Blow your nipples. There was some great nipple dance. <laughs> some amazing pecs. Yo, I'm Hercules, and I'm here to say that the podcast's over. Go away. There's no more films being talking about. You should go away. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.